how did working through betrayal in my marriage help me work through my divorce? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. working through betrayal in my marriage helped me work through my divorce. All right. I have a a different co-host here today. Um, Somebody that I'm actually extremely comfortable co-hosting with. So I have Ashlyn here today. So Ashlyn, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Happy to be here. It's good to have you. So um, we have a topic that we just got to we've got to address here. So I, I'm really excited about the question that we have. Um, and, and I think it will, will be good for the audience to kind of hear how you're doing and, and what's going on with you. So, um, so what have you been up to, Ash? And how, how's life? How are things? <laughs> life is really good. And um, there's been a lot of times where I've gone to therapy and said, I feel guilty for how good I feel. <laughs> And you should you should be doing worse. I should be. <laughs> and then I remember, wait, the beginning of the year, I was at rock bottom. Yeah. Like, I was at my worst. I was feeling really bad. And so then I have to remind myself, I've worked really hard to feel this good. And it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I, I'm patting myself on the back. Yes, I'm doing really good. And um, we're still in the transitional phase you know, everything's finalized and, and separate, but you know, we still deal with the kids and making sure they feel safe. And- well, there's a lot of change still happening. Right. Yeah. Um, but I got to tell you, Ashton, every time I talk to you, I ran into you at the store the other day, we recorded a po- uh, an episode on your podcast. It seems like we run into each other quite a bit still. And, yeah. um, your energy is great. Um, I feel light from you. I feel healing from you. And I got to tell you, it's really good for me to feel that from you, um, just as much as I care about you and your well-being. And I- I'm grateful that you've done the work. So thank you. Keep it up. Um, and really, that's what we're talking about today, right? Is how are you doing so well at this point in the game? And what are some of the really kind of crappy things that happened um, in your past that have helped you? to learn how to work through this really hard stuff in, in, in a good way. So um, if you could kind of just speak to the question at hand, the question that we asked is how did the betrayal and going through betrayal trauma in your marriage, and you went through it a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, how did going through those experiences help you navigate your divorce in a healthy way? I mean, Yes. To all of that. I didn't realize it was preparing me for what I've been through this year, but it's like every little thing. So yes, we do this recovery work, the stuff that you get to help so many men and women do. I was doing those things, but it's the other stuff, like finding my self-love, being okay, Uh being alone, um, being able to. So, so, so hang on, Ashton. 
So while you were married, it's healthy to get to a place where you're okay being alone. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would practice going to parties alone, going to dinner alone, not to prepare for divorce at all. I just knew that it was good for me to be uncomfortable and to push myself in little ways to Mm -hmm. be okay being with me. And there was a time where uh, I've said it before. I grew up in a home where the TV was on in every single room or the music was always on. And so I always had something to fill my head with. And the biggest transition for me this year was being uh, living alone. Yeah. When my kids are with Kobe 50% of the time, those first weekends were hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I called it my Dan Kelly night and I would order this Dan Kelly burger. (laughs) because It's so good. It's peanut butter, jelly, bacon, jalapenos. What? (laughs) Okay. That sounds great. (laughs) It's weird, but it was like, okay, I know I'm sad. I know I'm lonely and I know I'm not going to be this way forever but I'm going to enjoy my night. So I'd go out and get my, you know, have my little time and then I'd come home. Um, that was hard for me, but I've always, my house is always quiet. I don't have the TV on, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought, Oh, I should buy new couches. And I thought I never even sit on them. Why would I buy new couches? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I've, I've been able to hobbies were a thing for me in recovery, like finding who I am again, and guess what came again in January before yeah. I even knew I was getting divorced. I started a hiking club and I started um, a roller skating group with these 40 year old women, like these two groups that have really been a catalyst in me healing and finding me again in this process. Yes. So, okay. So let's back up a little bit, by the way, I love the roller skating club. I think that's so cool. Um, there you go. Nice. <laughs> um, so in, in essence, what you're saying is you learned how to grieve and go through pain um, while you were married, when, when D-Day happened, when you went through the pain then. I mean, what we're, what we're not saying is when it happened then that like la-di-da, Ashlyn's strong and she was fine and everything was okay. It was crisis, right? It was... Oh. It was big time crisis. No, I'm I'm talking before before and this year, right? Both were crisis in your life. I came to your house the night of when Kobe asked for a divorce, just like I'm Uh, dying inside. You guys, she was a mess (laughs) and, and, and you were supposed to be, it's okay. Right. And the, I, I guess the point that, that we're making is this is working through betrayal, working through crisis when your partner asks you for a divorce and you don't see it coming at all, um, is painful. It's, it's it, pr- probably, it's the most excruciating pain you've ever felt, right? I, actually, I don't Which want to put sounds, words in your mouth. It really was. And it Mike, how I've gone through so many other hard things. Why? But here's what I'm chalking it up to. I know how to feel now. Yeah. I, I know how to grieve now. Mm -hmm. And for me to just not shove it down and start blaming him for all of this pain Mm -hmm. and just take some ownership and to realize we're actually both really, I mean, it was painful for us both, even though he wanted it. I heard episode 200. He was upset. And it's, so it's painful for both sides, even when it's right, even when you want it, 
it's untangling so much. There's so much grief in that. Right. Well, and I think you said the, the word there, which is grief, is our grief can either um, turn into suffering or it can lead us to a place of um, acceptance and even beyond that to almost enlightenment where from that pain we learn a lot, um, we get closer to God, we grow. And, and but I want to back up. I, I used to be a hospice social worker when I first started as a therapist, and it was interesting to see how people handled death of loved ones. I worked with families whose, you know, old grandma and grandpa were, were dying, or I worked with, you know, spouses of, of 30-year-olds whose spouse was dying. And, and it was fascinating to watch the, the loved ones and the family systems when things like this would happen, um, they'd either get really stuck in that grief for a long time. They'd be depressed, they'd be angry at God, and those feelings are okay, but they'd get stuck there. Mm -hmm. and, and it was about, grief, grief is a process of acceptance. Um, and so Ashlyn, you know, this happened in January, it seems like forever ago, I mean, we're here. We are here. We are in October, right? It feels like forever. And then I'm also like, everyone's probably going, what are you doing? It's only October. <laughs> right. But, but if you could talk a little bit, because I think this is the key to it. It's kind of backwards. The key to getting to that place of acceptance is allowing yourself to step into that pain, to feel that pain, to process that pain and to move past that pain as you step into it. How did you do that? How do you do that? You've done it with the betrayal, with the D-Days then, you've done it with the divorce. What are some of the things that you've done? Yeah, the craziest part, and I think this is why we're doing this episode, is because I learned to grieve because of my betrayal trauma. Mm -hmm. so learning to feel my feelings, to accept them and to sit in them, and then to, okay, this isn't going to last forever. Right. Um, to do that was the first step. and. As silly as that sounds, most of us don't know how to do it. We and go to denial. We, yeah. we avoid it. We just, we don't want to go there. Yes. And so for me to just sit in bed and just like, I don't even care. I'm going to just be really upset and sad and scared and feel all of these extra feelings that I'm feeling. And I feel like, um, I feel like I've never gone through acceptance and letting go in a more real way than I did this year. Mm. And I know it's because I knew how. And to, to really look at it and say, okay, like this thing is right in front of me. I, there was always the, we're gonna make this work and we were working recovery on our own and then it was coming together. But now having this really hard to find, this is what we're doing. We're actually separating. A Ashlyn, could you, could you speak just a little to, I think our audience might be thinking like, Oh, come on. Like you knew this was coming. Um, oh. like, you know, if you, could you speak a little bit to that, what that was like for you and why it was yeah. kind of a crisis? It, well, what's interesting is now I look at it and think, well, yeah, there's hindsight 2020. There's some like, well, you, now well, that you look back. Yeah. Yes. Where I'm like, okay, maybe I should have been more aware of what, you know, he was feeling here. Um, but yes, I was totally blindsided. So for, and he's agreed, um, it is a form of betrayal, emotional betrayal to withhold how he was feeling and then to just lay it on me. Um, like, like literally, 
we we were hanging out with you guys a few weeks before and in my mind it was like hey ashton and kobe are as good as they've ever been like we're hanging out they're having a good time they seemed really connected la di da life was good right and then mm -hmm. on a dime it shifted pretty quickly right and 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 for that reason the betrayal part of that is you were misled in in some ways right and kobe's apologized he for that many it. times yeah. i've heard him apologize for it he uh, he totally owns that yeah um but it, there was think, that betrayal there and i think for him yeah for you know to cover him he he didn't even understand it mm -hmm. i don't know that we'll ever understand it truthfully and we've just agreed to that's what we're gonna go with right um but um when I look back to like betrayal and some of us where we feel the warnings of like something's off. Right. And I was one of those where I would ask, Hey, what's going on? Are you having an affair? Are you right. looking at pornography? Like what's going on? And I would feel crazy with this. I didn't feel anything was off. And so it was this, it really was like, I got hit by this Mack truck. And so I know that there's those who, who have that disclosure both ways where they just find out, and right. And those who've had the warnings and that feeling. And bo both, both, both are crisis. One's kind of a slow burn yes. and, and, and like, it's a hard reality to face while the other is like, like you get hit by a truck. And so uh, different, different types of betrayal for me, but, um, and felt very different. So because I had no warning, I did feel like I fell from so high to so low. Yeah. Whereas with, when I had those feelings before it was like, you know, I was slowly kind of ready for, even I, though I wasn't. <laughs> okay, so I, I think you said something kind of important. You said, I didn't really know what was going on or why this was happening. Um, now, it's interesting. I think this happens with betrayal trauma a lot. Why would my partner do this? What, like, how bad is the extent of their addiction if there's an addiction there? But here's the, here's the, here's the point I'm trying to make is whether you knew why it was happening, it was happening, right? And so you could get, like, it's nice to know why. It's nice to understand the facts and the all, all those things, but maybe Kobe didn't even know why either, Yeah. right? And so, but it was happening. You guys were getting divorced. It was, it was a reality. Um, and so you had that faced in front of you and you had an option to, try to fix it and figure out why and what you could fix. I did that for a while. <laughs> it was crazy making. Just don't, just skip that part. <laughs> what do you mean, Ashlyn? What? Oh my gosh. And I see women doing it in my groups. Like, I guess it's part of the process, but the trying to figure out why and try to yes. make sense of something that is senseless. And it, for me, I mean, we don't talk a ton about the masculine and feminine energy, but I get trapped in that logical, like I need it to make sense. I need it to fit yeah. in this box. And what it doesn't fit in the box, I just feel crazy. And I spin on it and spin on it. And so it was just not healthy for me to try to figure out. And I probably sat in that a month, which yeah. doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot when it is all that's on your mind. Well, I remember I was a part of it with you. We're like, could it be this? What is that? Like, what is happening? You know, it's just like trying to figure out what it is. And yeah. and but, yeah, but the letting go, which is I mean, this is what we teach in that Beyond Betrayal program is that those first steps. That's what I had to do. It was like I had forgotten how to do it, but I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And 
it was like, okay, I've got to get out of this spin cycle because it's mm-hmm. driving me insane. And it's, I was bringing people into it with me, right? Of like, we're all trying to make sense of this thing instead of just saying, well, let's just start dealing with it. Yes. Like, okay. It's, it's a reality. Yes. Here's the acceptance because I feel like when I was trying to make sense and trying to, but what if, you know, let's take a month and let's go to therapy more and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It was like, we've done nine years. Like we're good. I think we're just yes. ready to move on. Right. Um, that acceptance and moving for like moving through that pain and that anger, all these things. This is what we teach in the beyond betrayal, because that's what I did in the beginning of my first betrayals. Right. Was working right. through that pain and anger. Right. But in that acceptance came relief. Right. And oh, instead 100%. of like spinning, trying to fix it. And 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 I got to say, like to come to that acceptance was complex because, yeah, there's your relationship and, and your kids and the whole like everything that divorce means and but also there's this platform that you guys have and there's all this pressure from people in your relationship i mean so you had to face all kinds of fear fear of what people thought fear of what was going to happen with with your family like all this stuff to get to this place of like maybe not just maybe but this is reality this is a new reality that that I can resist and I can fight against, or I can start to really look at and, and feel and step into. And, and when you got there, Ashlyn, then things started to, to shift, right? Oh, a hundred percent. And it's, I mean, we're human. We do it right. We hold on to this pain and I want to be heard and oh, I need it to make sense. But the minute I could just say, you know what, I'm going to just let this go, accept it and move it into, okay, now what do I need to start doing? Yes. What are, what are my next steps to pick myself back up? And, you know, I never stopped taking care of myself. You know, my daily shifted and they looked different, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, my support network was always there. I didn't, right. just, you know, go in my hole and cry. I, I was letting people know I'm not well. I'm right. not doing good. Yes. I need to go out, you know, take, let's go out on a walk. Let's do this. Um, you went to St. George and yes. it just took a bunch of time for yourself to process and journal and, and feel, right? Yes. And that yeah. was so good for me. And again, alone time. Mm-hmm. No TV, no music. No, it was just like, I've got to get through this. I've got to, to really own that this is my life and this is my reality. Yeah. And I, I don't need it to own me. I can right. own it. And this, this is, it's the same skills that happen with betrayal trauma. So if you're still married and then all of a sudden, boom, D-Day happens or some, some crazy disclosure, it's the same thing where it's like, oh my gosh, um, I can get stuck in all the whys. I can be in denial that this happened. I cannot face the pain. I can blame myself and take it on myself or whatever it is until you finally say, okay, this is reality. This did happen. Okay, so now what do I do with that? Um, how do I face this reality? How do I feel that pain? How do I get in touch with my higher self, with with God, with with truth, with whatever, so that I can be a boundaryed, a healthily boundaryed person who's going to move forward in this pain? And it's the same thing that happens in marriage that that's happening in terms of the divorce, right, Ashlyn? Oh yeah, and I wish I had 
documented more of the process be- but then I think well I did it's called beyond betrayal <laughs> like I I literally did what we taught because that's what I knew how to do right and so although the we we te- all this the four years of content that we've given and then these programs we create they're for a reason it's right. not like we're just shooting it from the hip and saying try this it's like no I've actually done it and I'm doing it again, right. and I'll probably do it again and again because right. we don't grieve just one or two times in our life. There's so much grief. Well, you know what's interesting, Ashton, is if we talk about Beyond Betrayal, um, you think about a, a program or a course that helps you get beyond betrayal. I think a lot of people would think, well, that'll just make me f- like feel better after I've been cheated on, right? Um, like. And, and the, the truth is, is that's true, um, but, but watch out, because when you get into the program, you realize, whoa, this is about a lot more than just like getting over getting cheated on. Yeah. This is about like deep discovery of self. It's about um, like sitting in some vulnerable places where you don't know the outcomes, but you learn how to sit there and be strong. Um, it's about allowing yourself to be pissed off and angry and just feel what you feel with your anger, like be angry for once in your life, like get it out, right? And then it's also accepting your sexuality. And now why is that important? Like what does that have to do with any of this, right? Uh, Kind of everything, but. (laughs) Yes, it has everything to do with it. Could you speak to that, Ashton, as to why? Well, and especially a betrayal after, you know, sexual betrayal, you want to, you either want to push that out and say, it's not part of my life anymore. I'm going to shut that down. That hurt me. Or we're going to amp it up and say, this is going to save me if I just do more. Either way. Right. Yeah. It's usually one or the other. Right. Right. And, um, we had to talk about it from the get go because when I started my own betrayal trauma journey, after the sexual betrayal it wasn't talked about in the beginning and i wish it was because it was like everyone's asking it like what are we supposed to be doing am i supposed to be like shutting it down right you know like just tell me what to do because i actually don't know what i'm doing um and so it's learning to trust ourselves again and we teach that which is one of the hardest things and even me this year learning to trust myself again because oh my gosh i was married to a person that i thought was happy right and then they weren't. And so all of a sudden, yeah, I, yeah, I felt a lot of that distrust in myself and, and noticing what I should be noticing kind of thing. And so I've had to rebuild all that again. But, but the pain and the crisis, n- nobody asks for it. Nobody wants it. Um, but well, and I should say, and it is an opportunity to, to more fully get to know yourself. And to and to express yourself and and so your spirituality, your emotions, um, even your physical body and and your sexuality, um, they they can all benefit in terms of um, getting healthier and and stronger and and who you really are because of that pain, or they can all like get damaged and get shut down and and stuck right. Yeah, I've done both for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
the rediscovery of self. And we, I, we go through that in the program. And I have a girl in one of my groups who she did beyond betrayal just a couple months ago and seeing her kind of that the rise, that's my favorite part where they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, they've gone through the acceptance, the anger in those really hard grief moments. And then they're saying, okay, now who am I? And how can I learn right. to trust myself again? And how can I find my heart healed for me? Like, what does right. that look like for me? Not for my partner, you know, not for my kids, anyone else. What does it look like for me? You know, Ashton, as you're talking, I'm just thinking, we, you, you see women like that. Um, you are a woman who's been through things like this and, and you're stronger because of it. And it's interesting to me is when, I, when somebody who's experienced betrayal recently or even a long time ago, but they don't want to accept it, um, and I say things to them like, look, you can absolutely be a stronger person because of this. Um, uh, sometimes the, the answer I get back is F that. Like, like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want my husband to cheat on me. I don't want my husband to leave me. I don't want that. Like, I don't want that. I like, screw either. that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't either, right? But here's, here's the awesome thing. And we can't take this away. And Ashlyn's a great example of this. You might not want it, and you have the ability to choose how you're going to handle it. And, and whatever it is, however bad it is, whatever the circumstance is, the worst of the worst of the worst can happen to you. And you can choose to say, this is an opportunity for growth. Um, or you can choose to resent God hate the reality and fight against it. That's always our choice, no matter what happens to us. Correct, Ashlyn? Yeah. And I'm just going to, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect at this. And Brandon's a good, (laughs) he saw me. You guys, I didn't show, I mean, I processed a little bit here and there on my social media, but the people who saw me at my worst, where I was saying, I'm not going to be nice to him. Mm-hmm. I am not going to be amicable. I'm not going to be his friend. And everyone's saying, but you have to, you have to do it the right way. And la 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 la. And I was like, I was the girl saying F that I'm not right. doing that. I'm so hurt. I'm so embarrassed. No. Right. And it took me the trip to St. George. It took me more time processing and sitting in that and going, you know, and doing my work to get to a place where I could write a post that says, Hey, we're amicable. Yeah. I think it's important, Ashlyn, like as we have, as we talk about this and it's like, yeah, just get over your pain and you'll be happy. It's important to know that part of the, the process of getting to that place of peace is really sitting in, in, in that pain. And when we talk about pain, it's not just sadness, it's anger, it's depression, it's some hopelessness that you might hit. It's those type of things. And it's allowing yourself to go there fully, like, like feel it, cry, talk it out with people, yell at God, like do, do what you need to do in order to feel those things because it's okay that you do. Um, but, it's but where, scary though. it's so scary to feel those feelings. It, yeah. Especially with like, when they're those intense and darker feelings, it's scary to allow for, for me, it was really scary to allow that in because I felt like, okay, I know my brain knows that this will not last forever, but it feels like it will last forever. Yes. 
And so that's when that when you're in it. Yes, absolutely. I am just Saturday. So three days ago, two days ago, um, was my D day from eight years ago. Mm. And you know, it's in my calendar. It's really not anything that I go back to and like, Oh, that was such a hard day. I'm not there. Like I haven't been there in, in years, but it's still in my calendar because it's a day that I choose to choose myself. Right. Like I have to choose me because I didn't get chosen for so long that now I 100% have to choose me. So I was like, I don't want to say I turned down a couple dates. I don't want to hang out with anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's just a day for me. But guess what came up? A lot of those old narratives. Of oh, I, interesting. Like now I'm single. I'm for sure not chosen. I'm uh, I'm you, the trigger still enough. came. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I'm sitting in that going, okay, I prepared for this. I, I knew it might happen, but it was still like kind of bothering me midday that it was so strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but it makes sense. I'm in a different, it's a different year for me. It's, Absolutely. You know, the triggers are going to be there. Yes. Yeah. And so I let myself feel it. I worked, you know, I took care of me, worked my way through it. And the next day I woke up and I'm like, I felt great. I'm so glad I made myself feel that. Yes. And, and I knew it wouldn't last forever. And of course it doesn't always just go from one day to the next, but gradually over time as I've, you know, documented my life, it's like, how am I here? How do I feel so good when I felt crazy and so sad and so much grief just months ago? Yeah. Well, it's this magical thing of allowing yourself to just, just feel. And, but you make a good point. When you're in that emotion, it can feel like you're never going to get out. And, and so it's, it's hard to allow yourself to go there. I think, I think there's this, this part of the grieving process that's important. And it's when you go into the pain, whether it's, it comes out in anger or sadness or depression or whatever, um, there, there does get a point where you've been kind of, I'll call, call it purging the pain. You've been, you've been feeling it. You've been crying. You've been talking to people. There does come a point of let go where, and, and this is a scary part. This is a really vulnerable part of, okay, I, I, I've, I've felt it. I've flushed it. I've, you know, now I have a choice to, to accept like to actually, even if it's looking at acceptance from, you know, 500 miles away to actually be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to look at like the reality that this is reality and I'm going to not fight against it forever. I'm not going to cry about it forever. I'm not going to be angry about it forever. And I'm going to actually look at it as, as a reality and actually maybe a step further as, as something that I'm grateful that I can learn from. And I say that hesitantly because I know that can trigger some people. Um, but there's that let go space. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ashley? Yeah. yeah, I have a card that's been on my um, windowsill in my kitchen. And it says the moment that I can let go and let the universe, my higher power, whatever, step in is the moment I feel peace. Yeah. And I just, I kept putting that in front of my face every day. Like, it's okay to let go. It's okay. Yes. Like reminding myself that I wasn't just going to be alone. Forever. Yes. Right. And I think that was so scary for me is wait, I want to grow old with someone. And, right. And now I'm at midlife and oh no, who's gonna... I'm single. Right. And my life is out there. Like it was a lot to, to step into and to be confident in and say, I don't care. 
like they take me as I am and it is what it is. It is what it is. And I'm going to scare off a lot of people and they're not my people. Right. But that's coming to a place of like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. The reality is the reality. Right. So Ashton, you're, you're the best. I really appreciate talking to you. (laughs) I think you think I'm someone else. No, I, (laughs) you're great, but yeah, I'm, I'm a mess a lot, but (laughs) yeah, but in your mess, you're, you really work through it well. So, um, yeah. And, and I do want to just say, you know, Ashton and I, of all the programs that I've ever put together, I've felt inspired um, by God to kind of put that one together with you, Ashlyn. And, and, and as we put it together, it was like, yes, this is powerful. It's healing. It's helpful. It's just good for, for people. No matter, no matter what your D-Day was like, your discovery, your crisis, whatever you're feeling in terms of betrayal, um, that, that program is going to work for you. Yeah. And it, it does seem just ironic that when we did create it, we were very intentional. This is for anyone married, separated, divorced. And I remember us being very like, we need to make sure that that is the message that it's not about couples saving their marriage. And no, not at all. We were in a place I had, that was not on my mind in my own marriage. Like divorce was not in there. And so it just feels divine that that's how we created it. And then here, you know, a year later after creating it, I'm divorced, you know, I'm walking through divorce and to be like, Oh, I actually know how to do it. Look, I've taught people how to do it over here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Even though Uh, everything goes out the window. Yeah. It's, it's there for a purpose and it really did feel divine. Yeah, absolutely. In that room when we would record and when we were creating the content, it was a like, okay, this is, this is good. Yeah. So it's not all from Brandon and I. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I won't take any credit for it. I, I just, yeah. So if uh, if you haven't taken it already, please check it out. And um, Ashlyn, thanks again. I really appreciate having you on. Yeah, and yeah, I hope you have a. I hope you have a great day. And you guys, if this was helpful, please share it and um, leave us a review. And we'll see you later. <laughs>